After another long day, I'm looking down at my to-do list with only half the tasks crossed off. I thought I had realistic expectations for the day, but yet again, I'm behind. Sometimes the grind seems constant. Do you find yourself taking work emails at one in the morning? Do you wish you just had a chance to breathe sometimes? Or is the problem that you feel guilty when you do? Thanks for joining me. I'm Alyssa Rowe, and this is Big Pond, Little Fish. Making your own way in the world may feel like you're a very small fish in a very big, confusing pond. How do you honor God and pursue your calling while navigating the waters of life in your 20s? On this podcast, we're exploring life, career, family, friends, and calling from the perspective of a young Christian fish trying to make a splash in the world's big pond. Welcome to episode 11, Just Keep Swimming, Finding Balance. Stability, what's that? Balancing faith, family, friends, finances, career, and more can lead to stress, overworking, and unhealthy cycles. Today, let's discuss finding balance from the point of view of a chronic overcommitter. I've never been more overcommitted than when I was in college. You see, I went to a small Christian liberal arts college, which, if you have attended a similar school, you already know where I'm going with this. If the words intentional community give you flashbacks, I'm so sorry. The problem with a small Christian college was that we were encouraged to do everything. We were supposed to participate in our dorm and wing culture and attend wing and floor events. We were supposed to go to chapel three times a week. We were supposed to get involved in local churches. It was not required, but it was expected that we would be part of an on-campus Bible study and be involved in at least a few extracurriculars. If you didn't participate in community service, you would get some weird looks. And a lot of the majors also had events and gatherings. All that on top of school and any jobs you might have. In my case, a maxed-out credit load, a part-time job, the college newspaper, and a slew of internships, freelance writing, writing conferences. I remember being told in college, take advantage of this time. You'll never have this much free time in your life ever again. Once you enter the real world, it will be even harder to make time to volunteer, join a club, etc. I bought that lie. My friends bought that lie. And the number of us who ended up with chronic health conditions, ended up in the hospital, ended up having mental breakdowns because of it, should have been an indication that maybe more was expected than was humanly possible. In our quote-unquote real-world lives, I've had so many conversations with friends where we talk about how much healthier we are, how much less stressed, how many health problems resolved themselves once we were out of that environment. Why? Because you can't do everything. Work-life-faith balance only works if you have a manageable amount of things on your plate to begin with. Maybe it's a matter of getting a planner or structuring time better, but more commonly, what I've seen with our generation is that we try to do so much that there really is no way to possibly balance everything. We've talked about so many things on this podcast. Friends, family, career, finances, faith. It's impossible to juggle all of those balls perfectly at once. But the thing is, 
Even Jesus didn't do everything at once. We could first of all point to the fact that Jesus' earthly ministry was only three years long, and it didn't begin until he was 30. Not 18, not 21. We're not sure exactly what he was doing until then, but even Jesus wasn't fully immersed in his ministry until after his 20s. And he changed the world. So I think we're okay if we don't feel like we've found our place or reached our potential yet. But I think we should look at some specific points in the Bible. For example, in Matthew 12, Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him when he was in the middle of teaching. When he was told that they came to see him, he basically said that he was busy and continued teaching. But he wasn't always working either. The Gospels record multiple instances in which Jesus dismisses the crowds and finds a secluded place to rest and pray. Our time as humans is finite. When balancing our time, it's not always about fitting everything in. Sometimes it's about prioritizing what really matters. And sometimes that can change from moment to moment. Jesus didn't spend all of his time teaching. He wasn't always there exactly when his family wanted him, and he's considered perfect and sinless. Sometimes getting rest is top priority. Sometimes helping someone must come first. Other times work needs to come before fun. And sometimes we have to say no to some things in order to do other things well. There's no one way to determine what's most important in a given situation but I think we can make some generalizations that are usually true. Obviously, God comes first. By this, I don't mean you have to do any specific religious thing no matter what. If you have a broken leg and your car broke down, please don't drag yourself to church just because God comes first. Be reasonable. What I do mean is that we must be in communication with the Lord and put what he thinks is most important first even if it's hard or seems countercultural. After that, I think we need to, quote, put on our own oxygen mask first. And no, I don't mean put ourselves in front of others. When flight attendants tell us that in the case of an emergency, we should put on our own mask first before helping others, they're not saying to consider ourselves most important. They're saying we will be ineffectual if we're passing out from lack of oxygen ourselves. We can't save anyone if we're passed out. The flight attendants don't say, put on your oxygen mask, get comfortable, get your flotation device ready, grab your stuff and a snack, and once you feel completely confident, then check if someone needs help. I think that's the difference here. We do need to put our basic needs first or we won't be able to help anyone. But basic needs and comfort are two very different things. So, basic human needs come second after God. Food, water, shelter, protection from the elements, care for sick. And in the case of 21st century society, those things usually come not through foraging or building, but from working for the money to purchase these things. So sometimes work does actually have to come first. But sometimes it doesn't and shouldn't. Sometimes friends, family, or strangers come first. Instead of worrying about doing everything, we should focus on doing the most important things. Prioritization. But that's pretty abstract, so let's talk about some practical strategies for achieving balance. 
Now, any plan is going to need flexibility, but having a plan does help, especially when figuring out how to maximize time. One thing I do to figure out what has to be done is compare due dates and consequences. If I have something due tomorrow, I need to get it done before something due at the end of the week. Due dates don't necessarily just mean actual due dates, either. Some things in life don't have a deadline, per se, but still need to be done by a certain time. Beyond due dates, if you've overbooked yourself, what are the consequences of doing something late, or not doing it at all? If the entire publication schedule of my company rests on me completing the edits on a book on time, but if I turn in an article late, the only real consequence is an editor being annoyed at me, obviously, that book comes first. That's a good segue into something else that can help with planning out time. Breaking down big and small tasks. Obviously, editing an entire book is going to take a lot longer than writing a single article. In the case of books, I write deadlines out by chapter. Crossing off five chapters a day makes more sense than stressing about completing an entire book by the end of the month. This works for any sort of large projects, even household tasks. Break things down in your brain. For example, vacuuming the place. First step, pick up anything on the floor, room by room. Next step, vacuuming, room by room. Maybe you can only pick up right now and can't vacuum yet. Or even you can only pick up one room. Break things down into manageable bits. Part of having balance means making boundaries. With all of our technology and social media, sometimes it's hard to ever be off. I know I especially struggle with this. My email goes to my phone, I talk business through Facebook Messenger, and when I'm on my computer in the evening, it's hard to focus on personal projects and not look at emails popping up. Boundaries aren't just for other people, though it does make sense to tell coworkers, hey, if you email me after hours, I'll get to it in the morning. Boundaries are for ourselves as well. If you tell people you won't check your email until business hours, don't check your email until business hours. And vice versa. If someone else lays out boundaries, respect them. Even fun has boundaries. Some things need to be leisure only and not tied to work. I've seen hobbies lose their fun because we try to monetize them. Or work become unproductive because personal pursuits and work are all jumbled together, bouncing back and forth, so that work is unproductive and personal time is not fun or restful. I think we also need to purposefully schedule in time for serving others and having time to rest. If we just assume that we'll do these things when necessary, we probably won't. Other things will creep in. Build in specific times for service, specific times when you will not touch anything work-related. I find that I do better when I make a commitment to someone else that I'm going to do something. It keeps me accountable. And yes, time to rest is a must. When we take time to invest in quality rest, we function so much better when we're on. In the end, balance is relative. Life is short, and all we can do is trust God in the process. Thank you for joining me on this journey. I hope you'll join me next time for our final episode, episode 12, Into the Deep, Living in the Unknown. 
In the meantime, if you want to connect with me, check out alyssarote.com, A-L-Y-S-S-A-W-R-O-T-E.com. Or check me out on Twitter, Insta, Facebook, and TikTok at alyssarote, A-L-Y-S-S-A-W-R-O-T-E. Until then, just keep swimming. Big Pond Little Fish is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you take a minute and leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcast app? It really does help more people like you find the show. You can find all of our episodes of Big Pond Little Fish by visiting lifeaudio.com. This episode was produced by me, Kelly Gibbons, and Stephen Sanders. Special thanks to Stephen McGarvey for his executive oversight. You can find more faith-affirming podcasts like this one by visiting lifeaudio.com.